0: episode 133 of the Various Sunary podcast I am your host Matt Harmon joined live from our virtual studio by my good friend my colleague my co-host and the man who is willing to play hurt today John Scott Sloat doc what's going on it's uh, it's been a minute it it has we've not been uh, in the studio recording since like the last week of June
1: yeah. And we're approaching the third week of July. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's it's been a while. It has. It has. And in that time, you have uh, vacationed. Yep. Yep. Was down in St. Augustine, Florida. Had a good time. Good relaxing break from from
0: the rigors of life. <laughs> okay, is the uh, is the new job already just uh, working you over? No, I mean, I mean
1: it It's been a lot of learning and so I and we're also in the midst of hiring uh, a supervisor for me, so we're still we're still working on those things, and I don't think we'll fully ramp up and go until we have that supervisor in place so we're in a bit of a holding pattern there now, so it's a pretty good time to go on vacation as well as it's a good time to get quarantined,
0: so yeah, here we are, <laughs> yes, indeed, uh looks like. We've hit another round of, uh, of virus spread though. It feels like we're, we're, we're sort of accepting this as, this is the new normal now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. It, I had it, to take a picture of my test and send it to our HR department and all those lovely things.
0: Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So, uh, As we get started here, I think we should probably just uh, do our... Well, let's do our standard, if you want to get in touch with the show. Let's start there. It's been a Uh, while. We're we're still out of practice. I mean... (laughs) Yes, if you want to connect with the show, we are on Twitter, at VNSPod. You can email the show, variousandsundrypodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and on YouTube. Various and Sundry podcast, and we would love for you to go ahead and leave a, uh, five-star rating and a review on whatever platform you choose to access the show. And now we're with, I think we're at a point where we can probably just mention briefly, there's going to be some changes to the podcast. Um, one that, that hopefully no one notices uh, and that is, we're changing uh, our podcast service um, so that yeah, so the so basically, service that we up-
1: basically yeah, the service ahead. that distributes the podcast. So we upload yes. it there and it sends it to Apple, Google, Facebook, Twitter, all those places. Uh, we're switching that, and hopefully, there's not a not a huge change for the average listener.
0: Yeah, hopefully there's there's no noticeable difference in that sense that it just shows up in your feed every Tuesday like it's supposed to and you don't even notice it. But that's the next change, week, right? That hopefully the next episode will 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 be good to go on that. The uh, th- the difference that our listeners will notice is uh, I think starting in August is when we're going to try to to try this. Starting okay. in August, we are going to incorporate commercial breaks into the podcast. And because Doc, why, we,
1: why on earth would we do that? Because I personally hate commercial breaks.
0: Well, uh, because we need some filthy lucre. That's that's essentially
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> why. Um, yeah. This new podcast service that we're using uh, will allow us to insert some commercial breaks and um allow us to monetize and uh it's not that we are in any way uh unrealistically thinking oh my gosh you and i are going to make tons of money and retire early and um you know leave our current occupations but uh it would be nice if we made enough to cover the off to offset the the cost of doing the pod the, the cost of um the service we're going to use, um, you know, it also might open up some opportunities for us to um, consider doing some merchandise or things like that. So, some of the things that we've thought about doing, uh, I think, would be served by us uh, being able to monetize the the pod a little bit. And and the bottom line is, look, I'm no fan of commercials either, but in most scenarios it's pretty easy to just tap the jump 30 seconds ahead and resume where you were. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, uh, you know, also gives us the added benefit of being able to add stacking Benjamins, you know, as you and I record the podcast, (laughs) we can just stack hundred dollar bills as we're, uh, yes, as we're recording.
0: Absolutely. The money will just start rolling in at this point. So, in any case, so hopefully in August, I think uh, that's when we'll start that. And I think realistically, the uh, the plan is probably to insert uh, two commercial breaks in the uh, in the podcast and and go from there. So we'll see how that works. And uh, I think we should probably clarify that we. Uh, I think I'm not sure how, what kind of control we have over who advertises. I think that that's something we're still sorting out in terms of um, who gets the privilege of advertising on the various Sundry podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think our hope is it's not uh, uh, places on the Las Vegas Strip or uh, <laughs> uh, sports gambling. Th- those two seem to be probably ones we just sort of want to keep out.
0: Yes, I hope that that's, that's the case. So um, we'll have to rely upon our listeners to let us know if they get some uh, unsavory advertisements uh, as a result of this. All right, so we have not recorded since, uh, like I said, the end of June. And so there's been a few things that have happened in the sports world since then. Um, like, for example... Um, there was a seismic shift in college football that, uh, that took place while we were gone. Um, this is an example of a story that really came out of nowhere. I know you don't are not a big college football guy, but uh, I'm sure you saw this obviously. I, di- I did hear of this one. Yes. And this is one of those stories that literally it was in the morning. You heard like the first rumored reports Hey, USC and UCLA are gonna join the Big Ten. And by like middle 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 of the afternoon, it was like it's done. So whatever they were doing to keep this thing secret was s- terrifically successful in terms of making this happen. So uh, th- this this feels
1: like a really big deal, right? Uh those are both uh oh my goodness, uh Pac twelve, is that what is that the yes. out there? Yep. Uh, Pac- Pac-12 schools um, joining what used to be sort of a regional Midwest conference. Yes, and uh, you know, uh, adding Nebraska, Rutgers. You know, Rutgers was a stretch. Um, uh,
0: yes, and Maryland.
1: And Maryland. Uh, this feels like an even bigger stretch uh, for the for the regional uh, Midwest conference.
0: Yeah, it's it's now it's now a national conference. There's, there's, Mm -hmm. there's no more regional here. Um, but I think now with these additions, the big 10 will have a team in, what was it? It's like seven of the eight biggest media markets in the country. And, and that right there is your answer as to why this is happening. Which one are they Uh, missing? Houston? Is that the one? uh, It could be um yeah i'm not sure i'm sure dallas they don't have a team in dallas no so in any case um this is all driven by college football revenue obviously and for those who care and might be wondering um there's a sense in which you know you might think well why why would schools like usc and ucla want to join the big 10 that seems like a you know a strange fit and then you realize that um I think USC this past year brought in about 30 million dollars of revenue through their football program. Uh the I think the average big T- like the this Big 10 schools because of their Big 10 network and their TV deal uh each brought in I think something around 70 to 80 million dollars a year. Hmm. So you can understand why maybe USC and UCLA would say you know for 40 million dollars more a year we can overcome the travel difficulties and the weirdness of having to be in a conference that stretches from coast to coast
1: yeah i mean weirdness i don't i think is an understatement like i'm excited to see uh that mid november game in uh at michigan with usc or ucla <laughs> Yeah, um, just as I'm sure that, uh, you know, Ohio State's excited to play UCLA, a school that I think has been known for not spending money on their program. But, uh, you know, going to Southern California in the middle of December is going to be real nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, we're getting in the bowl season at that point, right? So probably more, probably more November.
1: November. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But the where it really gets weird is when you're talking about basketball. And uh, and all, really all these other sports where you know, how are they going to manage the the weirdness of, say, the, uh, the women's field hockey team, you okay. know, traveling across the country to, you know, when UCLA visits Rutgers, like how often are they going to do that? Or even think about basketball. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, th- they're playing two, three games a week, and you have the, you know, a Tuesday night, nine o'clock tip, you know, kids are already not getting back from those trips until like 4 a.m. Now you just wonder, are they going to even get back in time the next day for class at all?
1: You wonder if uh, the pandemic with the, with the advent of the zoom classroom and zooming students into the classroom has made something like this a little bit more feasible where students can now, uh, you know, I don't need to be in Southern California for my classes. I can just zoom in from Columbus or, from New Jersey or, you know, wherever they're playing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that will be interesting. Um, I, I do wonder if, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll figure it out. They'll figure out a way to make this work just because quite frankly, uh, there's just too much money involved. Yeah. Just too much money. So, um, my understanding is
1: this is sort of a hurry up and wait story, right? This is a, uh, they're, they're going to join the Big Ten in two years or, or so, something along those lines, right? There, there's a time period, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, is I think... It, is it two years? Uh, fall of 24, I think, is when that is supposed to happen. Okay, so I one think. year. Okay.
1: I think no, it's fall of years. 24.
0: Yeah, so it'll be 20, fall of 22, fall of 23, so two more seasons, before that okay. uh before that changes
1: it'll be interesting um Big 10 championship
0: for basketball that's in is that in Indianapolis right now it rotates it goes okay. Indianapolis it goes Chicago it's been in DC it's been in New York City they try to rotate it around to catch the media markets will add LA to the list oh yeah eventually that's going to be out there for sure yeah for sure absolutely um we should move on. Uh, NBA free agency, are your Knicks doing anything? Um, there's
1: talks of them. So this isn't free agency. This is uh, There's talks of them getting Donovan Mitchell, which is uh, what I've heard, which would be very exciting. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Donovan Donovan Mitchell's dad uh, works for the Mets. Uh, and oh. so Donovan Mitchell show up, shows up to Mets games all the time. Um, and so there's a lot of chatter that... That uh, the, certainly the fans want him in New York uh, because he loves the Mets.
0: Yeah. Well, that'd be a that'd be a big splash if the Knicks could pull that off. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what about your Mets? Uh,
1: I think I think we well we just entered the All Star break. Uh, Pete Alonso goes for his third home run derby win in a row. So that's tonight. So by the time this drops, we'll know the results. Okay. Uh and then they have the second best record ever for a Mets team at the break. So uh the only team that beat them is the 86 team and it was by one one game. So that team had 59 wins at the break. This one has 58. So okay. yeah, uh they're they're doing just fine. Uh there's talk that they are going to uh trade or they're one of four or five teams in the mix for Juan Soto. Have you seen the Juan Soto news? No. Uh, Juan Soto. uh, Do you know who Juan Soto is? Is is that a familiar name to you? I don't think it is. Okay. So it was like two years ago. He won two or three years ago. He won the World Series for uh, the Washington Nationals. Okay. Uh, He's been an MVP. Well, they have just been a dumpster fire of a team, traded away just about everybody. uh, And he's really the only thing left. Uh, they offered him and he's 23 this right now okay uh, and he's he's been a major leaguer for two or three years uh he was offered a 15 year 440 million dollar deal
0: okay that he turned down <laughs> and wait was this was this from the nationals or this was
1: from the nationals okay yeah trying to lock him in for the next you know decade and a half. <laughs> Wow. Um, Yeah, at 23. Could you imagine that kind of cash at 23, by the way? Anyway, um, he turned it down. And so the Nationals go, okay, we're going to trade you. And it's just like an all-out bidding war right now because they will trade him this season and get probably the top three to five prospects in anybody's system. Hmm. And then he's going to sign for 12 to 15 years for probably 600 million is what I, what I, he's going to be a half, half billion dollar player.
0: (laughs) That's absurd.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's wildly good. Uh, has won a MVP, won a batting title. I mean, he's, he's the only one really right now in the Nationals organization worth watching.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's, I, I can't even wrap my brain around that kind of money. Um, I mean, obviously he's convinced that, you know, he's going to make at least as much, if not more elsewhere. I mean, I get, you know, the whole taxes thing, right? So even with that number, if it's 600 million, you get half of it, right? Maybe, maybe like two fifths of it, like 40% of it. By the time you get taxes and agent fees and all that sort of stuff. But still, still, yeah. I mean, you know, you you can just still do a lot with over $200 million and take home.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's. He's going to be one wealthy man at the end of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd say so.
1: At least hopefully, you know, I hear a lot of these guys end up broke because they just get used to so much cash coming in that they just spend it all and yeah. then uh and then they're broke once they're done playing.
0: I, yeah, but you would have you would you would think that this kind of money, like this is just such remarkable levels of of money but still I'm I'm sure you can find ways to spend it, but
1: yeah. Who was it? Adrian, Adrian Peterson for his 30th birthday, uh, flew a hundred people to Las Vegas, all first class and gave each of them a grand to spend on gambling at a Las Vegas casino. (laughs) something like that. That's a way to blow that kind of money.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. (laughs) All right. Um, last sports note here. Um, did you see uh Tiger Woods basically more or less kind of made some comments indicating that that this past weekend might have been his last British open?
1: I saw some chatter about it but don't know the don't know the full story so he came out and said this is my last British open uh, he didn't or gave some kind of coded message
0: yeah I mean it was at St. Andrews where he's won I think two of his three British opens and he didn't make the cut and uh and so I think he his from his perspective um he said something to the effect of this kind of felt like it might be the last time that uh that i'm here or the last time that i do something like this so uh it was it was more than cryptic but less than direct that feels that
1: feels like that feels hard to be actionable after uh after you lose badly at a place you used to be really successful you know i think there'd be a A pretty big letdown after that so we'll see what happens yeah
0: yeah that it's just you know i mean for your entire lifetime and for for most of my adult lifetime i mean tiger woods has just been the dominant guy and now he's clearly um turned a pretty significant corner in his career you know getting that that car crash what was that uh Eighteen months ago, two years ago, yeah, maybe maybe two years, yeah. Uh, seems to have been kind of the the final dagger to him being able to come back and, and compete at any significant level with any consistency.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that and the knee surgeries. Like it feels like the car accident was the was the final straw. Uh, but before that, it yeah. was the it was the knees. It was. Uh, his insanity workouts with being a Navy SEAL and all those things. And...
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, are all you ready right. to move on to a main topic here? We, we definitely need to do that here. So uh, today we are talking about Sloat's rules for travel. So John, give us a little backstory on, on where these came from and, and how they came about.
1: Yeah. So uh, if you're not familiar with the Grace College ecosystem, uh, which I can't imagine that a ton of our listeners are, although I'm sure most or lots, I'm not sure. Uh, But Grace has the requirement that each student goes on some sort of cross-cultural trip before they graduate. Yep. Uh, And so I've been leading these trips. I think, Doc, I think I led my first one when I was 23. Um, so I've been leading these trips for 10 ish years, uh, okay. which is wild to think about. I hadn't, I hadn't contextualized it like that. My goodness. Um, and basically I, I came up with these, I mean, the number of them fluctuate from time to time, but these, these four rules basically, uh, that help, help groups, uh, specifically.
0: Yeah. Um, so, you, so you created these and then, um, others kind of find out, found out about them in our Global office and said, "Hey, let's sort of codify these to some degree and use them yeah. uh, with all of our trips at some level." So, and and I've had trip
1: leaders come to me and tell me, "Oh my gosh, I we we use this rule all the time, or we talked <laughs> about this thing all the time, uh, and it really helped our attitude or perspective or, or things like that." So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it was really. It was really helpful. It's been something that has been really, really good,
0: I think. Yeah. So, I mean, these there will be some application, obviously, to, to, to travel in general. Some of these are a little bit more specific to what we do with our go encounter counter trips. Um, like, like the first rule, for example. John, what is the first uh, rule here?
1: So the first rule uh, for a Grace College or even really any group trip is... Uh, this is not vacation. Okay. I'll I'll never forget the very first trip I ever led. Uh, I took 23 students to inner city Philadelphia with me. Uh, and I was maybe two years older than all of them, right? Th- this was my <laughs> very first trip. And we yeah. road tripped it all the way out there. And I remember... We were in 15 passenger vans uh, and everybody's luggage was everywhere, you know, and I just remember there was luggage and I was driving one of the vans. There's luggage in between the two uh, front seats. And I just remember this, this student, I couldn't even tell you her name, uh, but she kicked her feet up on that luggage and just sort of leaned back and goes, "Ah, I'm on vacation, And uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but inner city Philadelphia is not a place to vacation.
0: It's really not. No. <laughs>
1: um. So uh, you know, I try to communicate graciously, like, "Hey, we we are going to serve. We are going to work. We are going to get to know people. We want to understand the culture, the neighborhood, these different things. Uh, e- even even do some some pre-evangelism." Uh, doing things like that. This is not uh, a vacation. This is not for you to kick your feet up and relax with a book. Um, yeah. So that's rule number one. That is not vacation.
0: Yeah, and I think for our purposes with gray students, that's that's an important thing to clarify, just so that they have the right expectations. Um, especially when it comes to, you know, we have specific things we're going to do. And there's a purpose to them. That doesn't mean that we won't go do occasional vacation-like things. Like, you know, we might say, hey, this afternoon, you have the afternoon off, you can go hang out at the beach or you can go do this, this this touristy thing that you wanted to do or whatever, but that that's not the purpose of the trip. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, we ready for the second rule here? Let's do it. Okay, Uh, so this rule... um, uh, came from a student uh, that needed to know like every little detail of thing that we were going to do. Uh, and I refused to give it to them. Uh, and so I just said, We're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. And that student just repeated that to me anytime they asked me a question. They would go, John, what are we doing next? Never mind. We're just rolling with it. You know, uh, so that w- that's the rule. We roll with it. Like we can have as much planned out as humanly possible. We can have, uh, you know, every minute of our day scheduled, but at the, you know, things always change when you're there things always change when you're on the ground. And at some point you just got to roll with it and be flexible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, and even this is something where, especially depending on personality type, if you're the person who's like, I got to have everything planned out. Uh, the reality is that's just not realistic on, on most, especially international trips yeah, Um, where you have cultural differences and, you know, just, you know, the logistics of figuring out where things are or how to get places or how things work in certain locations. Things take longer than you expect them to.
1: Or I remember you and I were trying to find restaurants on the other side of the world for us to eat at, um, And there's just something simpler about being there and being able to Google something uh, than it is to like be on the other side of the world trying to do that. And so, yes, we, we roll with it. We, you know, we have a plan, we make a plan, we try to stick to that plan, but, but things got to change sometimes.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I, I know even we as leaders have often had to, uh, be very adaptable in terms of switching things up. You know, you you have this plan of, Oh, we'll go do this on this day or at this time. And then you realize that's actually not going to work itself out very well. So I have to go to plan. I was going to say plan B, but oftentimes by then it's like plan E. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Like weather's a major one that just constantly changes and moves things around for us.
0: Yes. Yes. Let's go to our next one here, John.
1: Okay, um, this next one I I can't even remember where I came up with this, uh, but it's had a couple of different iterations. But basically, we love everything. Uh, I, you know, I seem to remember it,
0: this one is everything is awesome.
1: Everything is awesome. We is love everything.
0: A, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, positivity, no complaining <laughs> is the is the negative form of this, right? Yes. Uh, yes. But we love everything. If if there's a nasty. Uh, I remember when I was sitting at a restaurant and uh, somebody brought out like stewed horse hoof for our students to eat. <laughs> and I just saw the girl's face. I'm like, you love it. You love everything. You know, uh, we love everything. So whether it's the rats running up and down the subway lines or whether it's uh, getting fried chicken at a shady looking stand, you love everything. <laughs>
0: Yes. And just to clarify, it's not like we you don't give space for students to express frustrations or discomfort or things like that. I mean, there there are other contexts for that where students can express, you know, we're not we're not just saying, you know, stuff all your feelings and emotions and experiences and just suck it up. Um, you know, that's part of uh, the beauty of the debriefing time oftentimes that we have. Is being able to process some of those realities of, you know, yes, I was very frustrated when this happened or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah. When we had to walk six or seven miles. Absolutely. There there are times for those things, but just just a consistent attitude. There's nothing that kills a trip quicker than just a consistent attitude of complaining. Um,
0: and yes. that can be hard. Yes. Yes. I... Um, I remember leading a trip to to Greece and Turkey and having a student on that trip uh, who had severe culture shock and this would have helped a little bit, but I'm not even sure this one would have been enough to overcome the, the, the train wreck that ensued from that. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's unavoidable, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, this, this next one, um, I think I stole it from a guy that did, uh, like welcome ministry to church. Uh, so, but, but his mantra and my mantra to these students are make half a friend. Like you don't have to make a whole friend. Uh, you don't even have to really know the guys or person's last name that you're speaking to. You just got to be able to talk to him. Yeah. Make half a friend. Uh, this one, our, our worship leader at church mocks me for I, so, um, he thinks it's, he thinks it's hysterical, but, uh, but um, make make half a friend. Get to know somebody just a little bit. You don't got to be a pen pal. You don't got to be uh, their Facebook friend. Even you you just you just you just have to be able to talk to people uh, when you're out there, and that's going to increase the value of a trip uh,
0: tenfold. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think this is where um, learning to ask good, thoughtful questions of people you interact with. Um, I think in, in our experiences it seems like most people that that I've interacted with who are you know native to wh- whatever area we're we're visiting um, are willing to have a conversation with you uh, just from the sheer fact of you know you're a you're a foreigner uh, but you know I, I think learning to ask some good thoughtful questions of people about uh about their background about their life what they value what's important to them uh can really be eye opening to uh to learn more about the place that you're visiting yeah yeah
1: absolutely um and those are the rules those are the four rules that every grace college student hears before they go out uh on a trip so
0: do you have any uh potential contenders for additions to the to the list of rules here i mean i was trying to think them up
1: because five is such a very nice number you know uh (laughs) there's something about the number five so i was trying to come up with a third probably no complaining uh would be would be the fifth one but we love everything is kind of the positive version
0: of that Uh, yeah but yeah yeah i i i tried to think as well um The, the one that I thought of is, um, is really just a version of roll with it in the sense of, um, uh, expect things to not go according to plan. Yeah. Your, your plan will never work flawlessly. And so be ready for it, be adaptable to it. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that can be a challenge for certain personality types. Absolutely, yeah. Well, Doc, we ready
1: to move on to this day in sports history? Let's do it. All right. So, uh, July nineteenth, twenty twenty two. That's when this drops. Okay. Uh, so, in nineteen ten, Cy Young uh, wins the fifth fifth hundredth game 500th. of his. Let's try five hundredth. Five hundredth. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> game. We'll of blame his, it on the uh, sickness. <laughs> yeah, we'll blame it there uh, on the Hall of Fame uh, career. Uh, as the Cleveland Naps beat the Washington Senators, how are how is that for some old teams?
0: Cleveland, I never even knew the Cleveland I never even Naps heard of that. existed. Yeah, what what's a nap? Is it? I mean, I have, no, I have no idea. Like the only thing I I think of is like like a nap, like you take in the afternoon to sleep.
1: Yeah, what are Which, they saying about Cleveland
0: with that? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, continue. They beat the Senators five two in eleven innings.
1: Uh, only pitcher to re- to reach that milestone. That's yeah. That's good.
0: He, no one's ever going to break that wins record ever.
1: Not even no since. no no. Guys are barely breaking two hundred these. Yeah, um, in the modern era, uh, nineteen fifty two. Oh goodness, I got to do man, I got to do Roman numerals. Uh, the fifteenth. Uh, summer Olympics uh, is held in Helsinki, Finland.
0: Yes. that's a good I threw that in there be- because of your affinity for Helsinki.
1: Yeah. Yeah. More coffee
0: consumed per capita in Finland than anywhere else in the world. Um, ha- now in your new role in advancement, have you found any um, ministry partners in Helsinki that you might need to visit? That's a
1: great question. Uh, We'll we'll do our best to find some. Uh, I think we're going to have to go really Lutheran uh, if we're going to find that. But.
0: <laughs> Probably. Uh,
1: 1973, uh, New York Mets uh, future Baseball Hall of Fame outfielder Willie Mays is named to the NL All-Star team for the 24th time. That's impressive.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, I threw that All-Star? one there for you. Yeah.
1: My goodness. Obviously towards the end of his career there, right? Yeah. Um 1990, uh the Cincinnati Reds, uh Pete Rose is sentenced to 5 months uh in prison I assume for tax evasion.
0: Yes. Good old Pete yeah. Rose. You think he'll ever make the Hall of Fame? Uh posthumously. I think he does. You think they'll wait till he dies and then they'll throw him in there?
1: Yeah, I don't think they'll give him the satisfaction. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you think the same thing will happen with the uh, the steroids guys like Bonds and Clemens?
1: Yep, Bonds, Clemens. Um, yeah, I think so. I think posthumously because po- you can't tell the story of the game without those without those guys. Uh, but there's also a part of it that you, you don't necessarily want to give them the satisfaction, you know?
0: Yeah, that's do you, true. Do you
1: think Do you think posthumously? Is that Is that your sense?
0: Probably. I mean, I, I feel like they will probably. Uh, I think you're right that you can't tell the story of the game without it. And, um, but you want to avoid giving the, the athlete, the satisfaction of, of that you cheated, you know, however you want to find that, uh, to get in there. So, yeah. 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 What do you like? Well, as the options make clear, the pickings were pretty slim, uh for this day so um I mean do you have a preference I don't really have a preference at all I I am between uh Willie Mays
1: uh 24 all-star teams uh the all-star break is this week uh and Cy Young I mean those are just two very impressive milestones
0: I think we did Cy Young a couple weeks ago and another milestone so let's go with the uh let's go with Willie Mays
1: Willie Mays. All right. Sounds good. All right. One thing you liked. Okay. So we vacationed uh, in St. Augustine,
0: Florida, and we were there on the 4th of July. Now, just just a clarification question here. Yeah. So do they call it St. Augustine down there or Augustine? Augustine. Okay. And does that incline you towards pronouncing the church father's name that way, or has it have any significance at all in your mind? It has
1: no significance. I think I go between the two pretty okay. pretty easily. So I, I don't give much thought to it. Um, but anyway, uh, we knew that uh, St. Augustine, the town, was doing like a fireworks display and like a concert in their downtown area. And Andrew and I just kind of said, that sounds like a nightmare. Let's just go down to the beach, 8.30, 9 o'clock, and just see if we can see them. See if we can see those fireworks.
0: Mhm
1: well, what we found was hundreds and hundreds of people on the beach up and down the beach, and mm-hmm. fireworks going off everywhere, um like to the point where we're like, whoa, we didn't realize the people behind us were setting off fireworks or <laughs> and and it was just really, really cool to like look up and down the beach and see so many fireworks going off it was uh It was pretty awesome, and we sat out there for probably ninety minutes, close to two hours just watching it. It was pretty great
0: Wow. Very nice. It was awesome. How about yourself? Very nice. Um, I, I know I've got something listed, but I'm going to go a different direction. Okay. I'll save what I've got listed on the rundown for another week. But um, So uh, the week of July 4th, my in-laws came in town to get their new puppy. Oh, yes. So my wife found a a breeder um, about an hour away from here to get my in-laws a new dog. It's a Bernadoodle. Okay. And um, uh, fluffy, pretty adorable. Will eventually grow to be about uh, 70 pounds, somewhere around there. So decent size. Okay. But a significant downgrade from the 160-pound monsters that they've had previously. So but um he is named Ollie. And he was quite adorable. Okay. Very
1: nice. So, New dogs so are had, great.
0: Yeah, you know, um uh, my in-laws still can't understand why we have not replaced Luther, our Boston Terrier. Mm. Um and uh, at one point my in-laws even tried to pin it on me being the restraining force, not my wife. Saying, well, Kate, you would have one, but Matt doesn't want one. So it, she's like, no, we're very united on this one. Neither of us wants a dog. <laughs> we're, we're, we're at the stage where it's, it's kind of like with kids. We want to play with other people's kids.
1: Yeah. And send
0: them home at the end of the day for, for the, the real hard work of actual parenting to happen. Oh, yeah. Same with, the, same with dogs. We'll play with your dog. We'll enjoy it. But at the end of the day, we'll go home. And we won't have to pick up any of its messes, figure out what we're going to do when we travel with it, all those sorts of things.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Yep, and it's been uh, it, it's fun to see them with a with a new puppy. So, all right, we have talked podcast updates, we have talked sports updates, college football news. NBA free agency, Mets, Tiger Woods. We've talked John Sloat's Rules for Travel. We've talked about Willie Mays. We've talked about fireworks on the beach. And we've talked about a new puppy. So I think by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. And so all that's left to say is until next time, the Lord bless y'all real good. Later.